I think the following recording will be self-explanatory, but if not, it represents something that happens to me a lot. I'll have a really good day or something meaningful will happen in terms of my living sustainably or living off the grid or something like that. I tell a friend or a colleague about it and then think, oh, I should really record this for the podcast so people can get a representative sample of what life is like this way. And then when I record it later, it's never quite the same as when I'm talking to someone. So without asking, you'll hear that I just started recording basically my side of the conversation of a representative sample of me describing a typical day, a pretty good day in the life of living off the grid and how I keep learning even now just about into my 10th month. So I hope it explains itself. Here it goes. I know that we have an agenda and I hope you don't mind if I do something that I've been meaning to do for a while because I keep every now and then I'll have like a really great day living this lifestyle of having my apartment disconnected from the grid and so forth. And I'll tell someone all about it. And I think to myself, oh, I should have recorded that. And then when I go to record it, I never quite get across. Okay, so I'm, I'm recording and I have you on speaker. So you stay anonymous if you like, and I'll probably edit the parts out about that. But I want to tell you about how my day, roughly the past 24 hours have gone because it begins about 24 hours ago. Last night I was going to sleep and I was up because I couldn't fall asleep because I was trying to figure out how I was going to pull off today. So this morning, or I, before I went to sleep, I looked at my calendar. I saw that I had two recordings, podcast episodes to record first thing in the morning. Like the first one was someone in Europe. So it was at 7.30 a.m. my time. And the next one was at nine. Now, what I could do is go to NYU and rely on my cheat. That is to say, I allow myself to plug in my computer there. Oh, also, I have to remind myself to say that today, the forecast was for rain. It's been, for, it has been overcast all day. And I had about 85% charge in the battery from the last time I charged it. So I've got two Zoom calls and video consumes a fair amount of power. If I do both of them first thing in the morning and then cook, if I fill the pressure cooker up and I run the pressure cooker, if it's full, it'll use more power than the battery uses. So the battery can store. So I've learned how to put in as little as I need and then put in later stuff like... I don't need to cook spinach, for example. I can put that in when it's still hot. And one by one, I've learned all different, all these little tricks and things that I can do to use less energy. Because the worst thing I can do is if I start the pressure cooker and it doesn't reach full pressure, but it uses up the last of the battery and it doesn't fully cook the beans, then I've completely wasted that charge. Because at that point, I don't have, like the, the stew isn't cooked. And by the time I charge, recharge the battery, the, the stew co- cools back down again, so I have to redo it anyway. If I do first thing in the morning the Zoom calls, I might, re, I might use... Do you ever I'll answer that quick, but, let, uh, but hold off questions till later. But do I get tired of the stew? No, no because I, I generally use seasonal vegetables, and so it's different every time. There's generally a legume, a starchy vegetable, and a green leafy vegetable. I can name you 20 of each of those things, and 20 times 20 times 20 is roughly 1,000. If I make this stew all the same except one has black beans and the other has all the same ingredients except instead of black beans, I have split peas, it's a dramatically different thing. I don't get tired of it. On the contrary, I, I can't, like, I, my friends are like, Josh, you don't have to say how much you like your food every time you eat it. I'm like, I can't help it. It's hard when I'm eating... I'm sure you have this effect when you have a really good mango and you bite into it and you're like, oh my God, that's good. It's hard to eat mangoes by yourself, isn't it? Like you want to call someone up. For sure, for sure. So that's what my stews are like. 
if I use battery power on my computer to do these calls, I might not be able to do the stew. So I'm really concerned about that. I might, anyway, this is what's going on through my head when I'm falling asleep at night. When I wake up this morning, I realize first cook the stew, then have the calls. There's a little nuance here, but I, so I wake up and before I do my morning meditation, I get the stew going, I put in the minimum necessary and it cooks and there's still like 30% power left. And I'm thinking that might be enough to get me going. So I have the calls, even using video on the calls, because I could turn off the video, but I don't. I have two amazing guests that I can talk about some other time, but these are phenomenal calls. I was really like, I learned a lot. All day long since then, I keep thinking, all right, any minute now, I'll have to go, like, I'll do this and then I'll go to NYU and plug in there. And oh, later I'll go to NYU and plug in. And I have all these ways of not consuming power and still doing what I want to do. I realized at one point, I'm going to make it through the day without yet another day without plugging into the grid. And it's just step by step. My 10th month begins next week in a couple days. I had no idea how to make it past a couple days. I thought by now, like I thought the biggest learning was going to come or came at the time of the, um, the winter solstice because that's when I could get the least solar power and the days were shortest and was darkest. On the contrary, I'm still learning every day. And I, I, I hope that my voice is conveying the incredible joy because one, it's fun. I'm a kid playing with Legos. I'm just overjoyed with this little, all these little challenges. They're not, I'm not going to die. And I love it. And one of the things that made it so, one of the reasons you hear it now towards the end of the day is one, I realized I'm not going to have to go to NYU. I'm not going to have to plug into the grid. Also, despite it being overcast all day, just before sunset, the sun came out and the forecast is for bright sun first thing in the morning tomorrow. And I'm going to be up on the roof first thing in the morning, having a great time, feeling in full abundance, full joy, full freedom, no matter how much it looks to other people. All right. Now, let me give another context to this. Also, last night, I was doing one of my volunteering runs. So my volunteering is, and I have to put some context around this. I finally realized people keep saying, I don't have time to do the things that you're doing, all the sustainability stuff, or I don't have time to do the volunteering, implying often like you're so privileged, you can do this because you have the time. They see the correlation, but they get the cause and effect backward because I also used to feel that way. It's not that because I have time and money, I do sustainable things. The causation is the other way. The more that I do sustainable things, the more that I find that I have time. The same thing happens with people. One of my images of today's modern world, especially in New York City, is people holding a disposable coffee cup in one hand and riding their city bike with the other hand. There's no way that you can enjoy your coffee while you're riding a bicycle in traffic. If you talk to them, they will say, I don't have time to sit down. I don't have time. I have to do these things. I have to be optimal. And I feel like they're like the helicopter scene in Goodfellas when he's like, chop, 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 I'm getting everything done. And he's just taking more and more cocaine. And inside he's feeling like I'm getting things done. There's no other way to do this. I'm, I'm great. I'm the top of the world. I don't know if you, there's like the scene where he goes to pick up uh, his son, I think, or a, a relative. And the doctor's like, let me look at you. And the doctor's like, you're not looking so good. And the camera shows him and his face is like total wrecked, but he's all coked up as we are on, all our di- on, on, on our addictions. And he's thinking he's on the top of the world, but he's clearly not, not. And that's us. So the people I know who have committed and said, I will only drink coffee sitting down with my spouse or with a mug at the cafe or at work with a mug, no disposable. 
they have more time, not less time, because we get rid of the less important things in order to make time for the more important things. The way that any parent knows, there's all the other babies in the world are just as beautiful, but this baby is special, and they make time for it. Anyway, so I've been volunteering, and I think you know that the volunteering is I go to these places, these 15-minute delivery places, that every day they have to make room for the new stock, and they get rid of the old stuff, perfectly good food, and I pick it up, and I take it to this community center where people get it for free. I've been taking it so consistently and in such volume that this crowd forms. They know when I arrive, and I have such abundance of food that they get a lot of it, and they really love it. And so a little while ago, for New Year's, they got together, and they bought me a gift certificate for this really nice vegan restaurant. And I'm like, this is backward. You know that I'm not paying for this food. I'm just bringing it. It's not mine. You're the ones who are getting the food for free for a reason. And I'm not saying we came to blows, but I was like, I'm not going to accept this until they finally were like, you're going to accept this and you're going to like it because we want you to have it. It's better for us for you to take this than for us not to. I'm like, fine, I'll take it. Like it was really life-changing experience for me to accept this from them because they wanted me to have it. They put together the collection knowing full well the situation. And part of the deal is the volunteers is we get to take some of the vegetables ourselves. Well, you can take whatever you drop off. For me, it's always vegetables and fruit. I'm getting stuff in the process. They know that I'm getting stuff in the process. Everyone knows that I'm benefiting. And so last night, I also dropped off at a new fridge that I'm testing the waters with. And this happens to be a vegan fridge. And it's just outside. The one that I normally go to is just outside of a church. The one that I went to yesterday is outside a boxing gym. And I first dropped off there Tuesday. Today's Friday. So yesterday, Thursday was my second time dropping off there. So on Tuesday, I wanted to drop off. By chance, the owner of the gym is there. He sees me dropping all this stuff off, and it's like a huge load for him because most people don't drop off that much. It's most people just dropping off a, a little thing or two, and I have this whole cart full of probably, probably $300 worth of vegetables or uh, produce. And he looks in there, and he's like, drop by any time. You want a lesson? And I'm like, I would love a lesson in boxing. He's like, I'll hook you up. So I come on Tuesday. I mean, on thir- that was Tuesday. I come, I come again on Thursday, and this, I had a whole bunch of honey. I go into the place and I say to the boxing gym and I say, hey, it's vegan. Some people consider honey vegan. Some people don't. You know, what do you think? And he comes out and he sees all this big load and he's like, hey, anytime you want a boxing lesson, I'll hook you up. So now (laughs) I'm going to get, I'm getting the eating at the restaurant is, that'll be a nice thing, but it's the sentiment and the getting the boxing thing. I mean, I would get punched in the face probably, but I'm going to love it. This is abundance this is joy. This is freedom. It is the opposite of what everyone expects. This stuff happens to me all the time, enough that I took this occasion of talking to you to record it because I know that if, I, if we have our agenda and then I talk and do it on the phone, I do it myself, just, want, just by myself, I won't be able to convey because I'll be self-conscious. Now I'm thinking about talking to you, but when I do it with just a microphone, I just feel like, like I usually take notes and have to follow the notes and it doesn't come across as well. It happens all the time. Like it's, this is my life these days. Like the volunteering is, I don't have to tell you, go online, search volunteer endorphins. And you know, there's tons of studies that show that it, that it improves your life. It connects you with people. It's the opposite of the trend that I see in the world today of like increasing isolation. We know it and then we, we do it and it's like, of course, but we never do it. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to go up there first thing in the morning in the bright sunshine and I'm going to be like, I'm going to be thinking about vitamin D. I'm going to be thinking about the, when I climb the stairs 
All right, here's what I'll wrap up on. Before the mindset shift, it looks to someone else like I'm trudging up the stairs and they're flying to see some remote place and seeing some culture that they've never seen before. After the mindset shift, I'm connected with those cultures because that's what I'm doing this. I'm not climbing the stairs for myself. I'm climbing it because I'm a citizen of the world and I don't want to hurt other people. I want to reverse that. And I can't lead others to live by values that I live the opposite of. No leader of some company says, we oppose racism, but because I can't solve racism by myself, I will continue to be racist. But the company won't be. But they, we do say, I can't solve sustainability all on my own, so I'll do some, you know, it generally amounts to greenwashing, but, you know, I'll do some sort of initiative within the company to be more sustainable. But I myself will not change my personal behavior. No one does that. I'm sorry, no one does the race part, but everyone does it with the sustainability part. After the mindset shift, I'm doing it in my heart. Is the people affected by what would be my pollution? I'm still polluting, but much less than before. The people who are flying to go visit those places, they're wrecking those places and wrecking those cultures. The mindset shift, what I'm, I think people see that we are at something like what I would call a Nash equilibrium, a place where we have a certain level of comfort and convenience and any change makes it worse, even though we can tell that there's a much better state somewhere else. But if we don't have a route to get there, then we'll stay where we are. I'm here to show that except for the very, very first step, which is what the Spodic Method is all about, once you get on that path, every step of the way is a joyous step. And it's joyous in the sense of when you have a pet, you got to pick up its poop. But to me, without a pet, I don't want to pick, I'm not going to pick up your pet's poop, but I have no problem picking up my own pet's poop. You know, we have had pets growing up. That's what I'm trying to get across. However I look like I'm picking up other people's poop, I'm doing something that I love with people and animals and wildlife that I love. That's what it's all about. That's why I'm taking this 15 minutes to describe this situation. I appreciate your patience in hearing it through.